0: We're going to need a van if we're going to take the show on the road. <laughs> like the Partridge family van. Yeah, as long as it's nice. Wait, do you want like a 70s thing with the round window in the back?
1: Yeah, with like an airbrush mural on the side.
0: <laughs> you know, like a
1: like a Frazetta mural on the side of like the, 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 the barbarian with the, with the polar bears pulling him or something. You know, that's what I want.
0: Are you the barbarian or the polar bear?
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know like blasting like rush you know so you can hear it coming you know, like yyz you know. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like an ice cream truck of awesome is what it is you know i think this is the same could be said of this show it's like an ice cream truck of awesome
0: yeah 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 so it's tuesday right it is tuesday
1: Alright, the uh, I, reason I, I, I have been forgetting things, so, you know, I just want to make sure I, I know where I'm at here. Uh, so, it's on Taking Pictures, right? Episode 92. We're closing in on 100.
0: I think 92 is the year I first had sex.
1: Wow. TMI. Keep going. And thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Remember, you can contact us at... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's episode 92. We're closing in on 100. Eight left. Until the big, uh, the big three digit show.
0: Now, what, which, what, uh, what goal do you have before we reach uh, the big digit show?
1: I don't know that I have a goal, but we'll talk about it. I okay. don't know, but maybe we'll, you know, I don't know. Uh, so, so we're here each and every week. We're talking about uh, photography, talking about making pictures, talking about uh, creativity. Uh, my name's Jeffrey Sidoris from fadedandblurred.com, uh, which is, you know, kind of one of the best sites out there for photo inspiration, I think. OK, Maybe. I agree. I think that's, I think that's fair. Uh, and and w- with me, uh, the uh, the the New York portrait photographer, Bill Wadman. Uh, DeJour. That's right. Yeah. William George Wadman, Jr. Uh, how
0: are you doing, Jeffrey?
1: I'm OK. I'm OK. Uh, you, I, actually, I'm pretty good. Let's let's let me, let me rephrase. Uh we, uh, we peaked at number two in the visual arts category, the On Taking Pictures show, the show you are listening to right now, yeah. uh, peaked at number two in the visual arts category in iTunes. Uh, now, we've slipped a little bit, but I think we can get back up there. All I want, all I want, you guys, is a screenshot of us at number one, like a real one. Don't go comp and one together, you wise guys out there
0: I, th- I think we're gonna we're gonna need to get some people talking about us again. I,
1: th- I yeah i think we can do it because look we got to number two
0: yep yep which is huge
1: yeah i mean we were we were we were number 18 i think in all of arts in all of in the entire arts category which is gigantic so i think we can do it so we actually we're put, are
0: fancy is that what you're telling me uh, maybe like all of the hey. jokes are now coming true. They're co- yeah, they're coming true. <laughs> just, so just for the job you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to put a link in the show notes. Okay. Uh, please, please, please tell your friends, leave a review if you haven't. And, and if you have, then thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we can do it. I think if, if we can get to number two, we can, we can
0: sure as we can sure get to number one, Well, we should probably Take this opportunity to uh, say that we were in some good company, listed in a, a, a nice list of great photo podcasts uh, by a friend of the show.
1: Yeah, by yeah, the Candid Frame himself, Umberto yeah. uh Who, if you haven't listened to his show, go. That should be on your short list of of photo shows. Yeah. Uh, he has just started his eighth season of doing the Candid Frame.
0: That's some serious work right there
1: yeah yeah he has and if and if uh, i guarantee you he is interviewed and talked to whoever it is you can think of in photography
0: he's even talked to me
1: right so see so, he'll talk to anyone exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh he's 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 a good guy i like him yep. a lot yeah
0: fr- so thank you actual friend of the show
1: yeah exactly exactly have yeah. have been in his presence
0: yeah.
1: um the the group okay Eight hundred and ninety members.
0: You know, uh, you, you want to get to a thousand?
1: I think we can get to a thousand before the hundredth episode. In fact, I'm I'm positive that we can. I,
0: at the growth rate that we've had the past couple weeks, I think we've gone from like eight hundred to eight ninety in two weeks or something. Yes. So. so
1: if you if you haven't, we'll put a link in the show notes. Go click join. It's it's not like a membership. There are no dues or anything. We're just uh, you yeah. know. We'll, no. well, everybody gets approved. Now the, uh, the, the,
0: uh, we should say though, that the, um, uh, it's, it's a very serious place for seriously high-minded people, right? Yes. Is, we're highbrow there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no.
1: No. no, no, no. Clearly.
0: But uh, a good community.
1: Uh, and, and you guys, uh, in the community, um, Man, the 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 assignments, the negative space, and roll twenty four, and underexposed. I, I I say this a lot. You guys have been absolutely killing it. Yep. Um, excellent stuff. Lots and lots and lots of posts for negative space, uh, and underexposed, and roll twenty four. Lots of first time posters. <coughs> absolutely. Uh, lots of new people. So uh, to the new people, welcome. Uh, really proud of this. Really, really proud of this. And you guys are doing some great work. Um, uh, yeah, makes me want to sell my camera and go work at Home Depot sometimes.
0: Um, you could probably make $10 and 10 cents an hour now. <laughs> That's
1: right. Uh, lots of interpretation of underexposed. I really like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, uh, wait, did is that the one that the guy did the thing with the glasses with the hands? Uh, I think. It was pretty cute. It was like yeah. a guy holding up glasses to a non-existent head. It yeah cute. it was pretty cute that was a good um idea. oh that was negative space
1: uh, no no, ne- yeah negative or was space. it
0: underexposed yeah, anyway no. either way it's a good one that was yeah a good
1: one uh think. lots of really good stuff a lot of people having fun with it um so
0: what's what's next week's assignment
1: next week it, it, we're texture
0: ah, texture okay
1: Texture. now that that could mean literally textured surfaces sure. that could mean just a uh, visual sort of density of texture lots of stuff up to you okay. have fun with it texture
0: okay. texture I'm I'm going uh, to get in on this one. I've been busy the last week, but I'm going to get yeah. in on this one. Yeah. Uh, so g-
1: thank you for for hashtagging and and thank you for for putting it in the OTP assignments section. We've reorganized a few of the sections, so so thank you for for doing that. It makes things easier to find and and uh, uh, and view. So yeah, good stuff. Thank
0: hey, you guys. Hey, can I read you a little something?
1: Please. Okay.
0: This is this is an email <clears throat> that I received, and it says. Happy Friday. What a fast and busy week with a holiday and a snow day. The koalas have only begun their study of photography, but have loved learning about cameras and picture taking so far. Yesterday, we all became photographers as we took disposable cameras into the American Museum of Natural History Uh, to snap photos of our friends and the wonderful things in the display cases. Then today, we learned about stop-motion photography and how the photographer Moybridge used this technique to show how horses gallop and how people move. We checked out some of our similar photos of the artist Ai Weiwei and how they practiced their own slow-motion movement. Next week, we'll continue learning about photography and then move on to mixed media and collage. This is my three-year-old nephew's daycare nice he's learning about edward my no, Wait, who, who wrote who wrote the email the woman the like the head teacher lady that's that's so great and you, this is something that goes out to the parents yeah wow could you let me tell you something i don't think a lot of the people who listen to this show know who edward muybridge is
1: no no and uh, how old is he three three and they're doing this yeah yeah they're
0: taking pictures and they're taking pictures with film and getting them developed Yeah. No, I think I was eating paste until I was nine. Isn't that great? (laughs) It just kills me. So I I bring this up only to say that, you know, everyone get a move on because the next generation is coming and they're going to steamroller over us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're gunning for you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Speaking of the future of photography, there was an article on the New York times uh, website the other day. They they do this, uh, the big picture. Is that no, no that's that's the New York Times thing. This is uh, an article on the No ar- The Big Picture is, is Boston that, uh, Boston Globe, brother. Yeah. Uh New York Times has this article, The Next Big Picture with Cameras Optional, New Directions in Photography. And they're kind of highlighting the new um the new head curator guy at MoMA, the photography guy. And mm-hmm. they they talk about some photographers, um Moving into the future, like modern stuff that is trying to get away from just using cameras. So they have examples of a guy who does uh, cyanotypes, um, contact printing cyan – excuse me, not contact printing. Uh, what do they get? Photograms. I guess that's the closest right, thing. Right, Um People doing uh, collages by cutting around paper and putting them on a scanner and scanning it and having that be the image. Um Taking People doing sort of a meta thing, taking portraits of uh, chemical photography equipment as sort of like a historical thing. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it, it, do you think, I guess the question is, A, are these things photography in the way that you and I talk about them? Or are they something different? And do we need to move on? To, does the Does the art need to grow because it's going to get stuck if it doesn't? And these are perfectly valid ways directions to go, you know what I mean? <clears throat> well, uh, okay. The end products are are photographs. Uh, well, that's the question is is a scanned bunch of stuff on a scanner a photograph? Uh,
1: I I know a lot of people who would say no. Yeah, why? I can think of a few people in the group that would say no.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. <So can> I. <laughs> Yeah, But then again, wah, those wah. people also think that digital pictures are not, yeah, photographs. Yeah. you
1: know, no camera, no photo, but you, okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, before, I don't know. I mean, the first thing that I learned in photography had no camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We Photograms were the first thing that we learned. Sure. Uh, and then from there we went to, to uh, pinhole positives with an oatmeal box. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen some pinhole work and it, so does a lens, is a lens a requirement? I don't know. I've seen some fantastic pinhole work.
0: You know, Ilford, I was at B&H yesterday and Ilford now sells a pinhole camera and they give you positive print film and a couple negative things in the box Mm. to like make uh, pictures with it. You know, there's a, there's a pull quote from this and it says today the job calls for distinguishing serious photographic art, making uh, I'm sorry, serious photographic art making within the vast visual cacophony of image making. What criteria are to be applied to what is called a photograph when digital technology has revolutionized where, how, and how often pictures are viewed? Mm-hmm. Is this basically saying there are so many pictures that we can't call them all photographs, right? And you and I have sort of teased on, on this subject before. Right. I, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic because –
1: I, I think as long as we have a foothold in traditional, what, what's what's traditionally been viewed as photography, we're okay. I don't I don't want to get too far away from it yet. For me, for um, you, I think that you know, like like there, Oh God, what's the book that um, I have to look it up now? The guy that that does the camera obscura work. You know that book, the um. The
0: great,
1: no, oh, what's his name? I'll have to find it.
0: Wait, the modern guy? Yes. Um uh oh what the hell's his name? You he know was, what I'm talking about? Yes, go ahead. Like keep going.
1: In 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 like in Paris, Yeah, like, yeah. The the Abe, in Paris. Abe, Abe
0: Morel, Morel, Abe Abe something or other. Yes.
1: Abe Lardo Morel. There you go. Yeah, that. I mean, is 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 that that's an installation. I mean there there's there's a camera yeah. obscura at the at the Riverside Museum of Photography where <laughs> You know, you have to be in its presence to yeah to view the outcome. Well, but and his
0: thing was that he was taking a picture of the effects of the camera obscura. Right. right. So,
1: is is that
0: photography? Yeah. You know, well, I lot- mean, every camera is essentially
1: just a camera obscura, right? Right. <clears throat> um, I I don't know. I think it's interesting. I I saw some photographs, and I don't remember where I saw them. Uh, they were they were full length portraits of people done with a scanner. Yeah done with a digital scanner. So this is a, this is a big question. And I don't think that I've got the historical perspective or, or even the contemporary perspective to make a judgment call. And I don't know if anybody really does. It, it might be sort of, you know, like the porn adage where you know it when you see it. Right.
0: But is is there an argument to be made that whether or not you and I think anything or negative or positive about such kind of musings right about Mm -hmm. like this new Mm -hmm. stuff that as long as new people are making new stuff, period, full stop, that's a good thing. And maybe the distinction between much as the, much as some people argue that the distinction between say stills and video is getting blurred, Mm -hmm. that the distinction between photography and illustration and photography and graphic design and photography and fill in the blank is a meaningless distinction from the 20th century and you need to get over it. Well, you have to call it something and it's, you know, so what else do you call it? I mean, would, well, isn't it okay. But even, even saying I tend to agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Okay. Uh, Even saying you have to call it something. Isn't that like a Victorian notion? Oh, we have to classify this. We have to put it in a box. We need to subdivide the subdivisions, you know, like what difference is maybe,
1: yeah, I mean so where where does somebody like you know we've talked about uh Dave Hill uh a bit and actually yep. he came up on the group. Uh some of Dave's composites particularly his adventure series yep. you could argue that they're just as much about illustration.
0: Yeah. They and, they feel very uh, illustration based to me and I think part of it is that I think that there are composites that look like they could have been one photograph. And right. then there's composites that look like they're obviously multiple photographs brought into something bigger. Like it's sort of a it's a step at, like the, the images were just used as source, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> OK, so what, how do you
1: classify somebody like Burt Monroy? Yeah. I've looked at several <laughs> of Burt Monroy's pieces and thought that looks like glance, a photograph.
0: That's a great photograph. <clears throat> right. And Burt Monroy stuff is all illustrations. It's
1: all illustration.
0: Yeah. So he's he's basically coming at the, the D- Dave Hill thing from the exact opposite angle. Exactly. I, personally, and I'm sure Dave Hill's a very nice guy, but like personally, I think Bert Monroe is more impressive from a technical skills point of view because um,
1: he's all of the building blocks are his own.
0: Yeah, I just I just think it's obsessive and tens of thousands of layers and you know like that's just right. crazy. Um that's like, you know, watching a virtuoso. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, is Burt Monroy a photographer? Is he an illustrator? But he uses Photoshop for everything. So he's doing pixel stuff. Aren't we just painting pixels by exposing the sensor? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a really tough place to be. There's, like, a, so many gray areas there. Um, yes. There's a really great photogram, I guess you would call it. The cyanotype of this guy by Christian Marclay uh, in this, in this article, <clears throat> we'll link to it in the show notes. It'll be at uh five by five dot TV slash OTB slash. What are we? 92, 92. And basically he took a sheet of cyanotype and he got a bunch of cassette tapes and he just unspooled the tape and dropped the tapes on the cyanotype. Have you seen this right. image?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a Pollock.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, it's beautiful. It's like really, really cool. Um, I look at that and I think, okay, that is really cool. Would I call that photography? I think it's very cool. I would call it something, some sort of modern art. But I don't know that I personally would say that that's a photograph if this article didn't say this is a photograph. You know? Does does photography <clears>
2: – <throat> hmm.
0: does there have to be a
1: photographic process, whether that's chemical-based or – or a, a digital sensor? Does there have to be that process?
0: Well, I mean, this is using a piece of light-sensitive paper. What's more photographic than that? Right. You know, or but, or, it, but it
1: looks like something you could have done in, in Illustrator or something. Yeah,
0: right. Or or the one uh, or the the guy on the scanner. I mean, a scanner is you know. There there are scanning backs for large format cameras back in the day, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, for doing still lifes and stuff that just did line by line. And that's essentially what this is doing. It's a a tough call. I I really don't know where I come out on this stuff. Yeah, I don't either. Um... But I guess the question is, does this mm – By implication, are the people who are supportive of this kind of stuff from the point of view of saying that this is the next wave of photography in some sort of single air quotes, right? Is Are they basically saying that any other photography is just stuck in the past and there's no more to say about using a camera with film?
1: I don't think that's the conclusion. That, that you need to reach. I don't think you need to say to say, well, I'm going in this direction. So anything that came before
0: me is invalidated. I always wonder, though, if you're the, if you're the curator of photography at MoMA. Right. Mm-hmm. And a big part of your job is to find new stuff and figure out the new directions a particular thing is moving in and whatever it is. If if there's nothing new, do you think sometimes they're 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 not actually all that excited about it, but it's the only thing they can find that is new, and so that they pull that in. Do you do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, do you think that do you think that so the what photographer- you, you,
1: Go they, they've got to fill the seats, so we got to put something up?
0: Yeah, And know. know we've done the old stuff, and yeah, we can show another Stephen Shore show, but. We're going to find all this new stuff, whether or not I as the curator actually think it is, I'm going to say that it is just to, just to go to that next step, you know, just to I would hope not. I mean, maybe it's just posing a question, you know, but again, I don't, I don't think that it
1: invalidates what came before it. I mean, just because sort of, you know, Daft Punk used synths and computers and, and all that, it doesn't mean that, that they're saying that, that Charlie Parker isn't music.
0: Uh, True
1: you know, or that, or that, that, you know, Coltrane is irrelevant. Right. <clears throat> because you're building on that. If, if Coltrane hadn't been Coltrane, then you wouldn't be Daft Punk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you always see the, you always see the, um, the big shifts in art, you know, I mean, we've, you know, photography was invented in the 1830s and, 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 uh, you know, there's pictorialism and all this kind of stuff. And then there was this big shift when cameras got small enough that you could carry them around you know, the first Lycos and that kind of stuff, the 1920s, Germany, you know, Russia, that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And how things like really shifted. But then there's like, there's years in between or even decades in between where nothing really, I mean, there's pictures that are great and are classic from it, but the art didn't change. Right. That that art doesn't change smoothly. Art changes in fits and starts. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you could, you could, you could argue that from, you know, the forties to the
1: eighties, Yeah, A lot of it looked very similar. I mean, yeah, the the style changed. And that's the lifetime
0: of an entire two or three generations in some ways, right? So maybe the the reason why so many people are stuck on the idea of film photography or analog photography with film and cameras, with processing and uh, all the stuff that we knew for 50, 60 years is because it did last for 50, 60 years. You know, that those people didn't have as many disruptions as we have today. So it makes sense? Yeah. That like it's that's literally all they knew. So that was all there could be. And it didn't make any sense to change that cuz look, it's it's this thing we've been doing forever. Well, it's not really forever, it's just with as far as you can remember, you know. Right. Um before you guys, there was no roll film and there was no, you know what I mean, like things yeah. people had to make their own plates and you know what I mean. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is really interesting. I guess I just don't have the I have friends who are designers and the kind of people who are coming up with this stuff that's out of the box, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm just not that kind of maker, you know? Right. I'm looking for something a little more subtle, a little less um full bore, you know.
1: And is it is it is it tradition that you're holding on to? Is it is it familiarity that you're holding on to or do, does your does your brain with regard to photography just not think that way it's just that's just outside of your
0: wheelhouse my brain when it comes to art in general doesn't think that way because even mm-hmm. even in music the stuff that i used to write like the theme song right is not experimental it's catchy but it's not experimental right you know, and and in the same way I think my photography is catchy, but not experimental, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know what I like and what I kind of like, at least in music and stuff, I'm like a seventies kind of guy, you know? Right. Right. And maybe that's because I was born in the seventies, you know? Um, I don't know, but, but I mean, these guys are obviously going in different directions. Like if somebody said to you, okay, you can't use a camera anymore, start doing stuff with photograms. That's going to get you into MoMA. I don't know that that's in me.
1: Right. You, you would, yeah, you'd be shooting with someone else's lens at that point. Yeah.
0: I just, it you, doesn't, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I find it fascinating. I think that's really cool, but like, I wouldn't know where to, I mean, I, I know where to start. I know how he did it, but I, I, I don't come up with ideas that way, you know? Right. Is that a bad thing?
1: I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Uh, you know, there was a, a thread on the group a while back about, um, might've even been, it might even have been, uh, about Stephen Shore and how much I really like his work. Partially because that time, yeah, late 60s, early 70s, is is familiar, more early 70s. And it was
0: somebody from, like, the, who grew up in the 50s, and they right. didn't see the 70s as that because they were 20 years old.
1: Right. And, yeah. and they resonated more to the work of, of like, Saul Leiter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because that time period was familiar to them. So I wonder if, if the familiarity of your life... Yeah. And and time periods in your life allows you to experience these things yeah. differently.
0: Yeah, it's interesting know? because like I technically I guess you could say I grew up in the eighties. I was born in seventy-five. Right. So I technically grew up in the late eighties, you know, like when I was really forming myself. Um, but I don't have much nostalgia for the eighties. You know, I look back on eighties pictures and I'm the like, 80s. See, i the eighties. See, I didn't like the eighties all that much. I'm not a big fan of eighties music in general. Um so it's just it's it's yeah i don't know where it comes from it's like how much of it is innate and how much of it is just how you work, and is being different uh a, a prerequisite for saying something is good you know
1: no no i don't think i categorically i't do does think it have it-
0: to be different in some way otherwise w- what difference is between you Well, and but who the decides what the you? difference is yeah i don't know
1: you know I can look at at. Several street photographers lined up or I can look at several landscape photographers lined up and I, I I, can't really tell you, you know, maybe specifically I can't articulate the differences, but I can say which one I like better than
0: another. OK, yeah, that's fair. And, but I mean, even this collection of 10 images they have here. <clears throat> there's very little in common between any of these examples they give. This really does feel like thrown a bunch against the wall to see what sticks.
1: Right. What do you guys, what do you guys want to spend the most time looking at?
0: Exactly. And Um, so it's, there's obviously no movement as far as like, Oh, this is a bunch of artists who are moving in the same direction. It's really just a bunch of artists moving in whatever direction they feel like they want to move in. And they're just, okay, we're all these people are doing different stuff. So let's talk about all these different stuff things, you know? Um, I do like what's in here though. I, 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 well, I I do too, but, but will this stuff last or is this stuff going to be a, a, a post on Buzzfeed? You know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like that cyanotype quite a bit. Yeah. Me too. Um, and I like the, uh, the plate of, of the Philip Johnson glass house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I shot some pictures I've been to the, I've shot at the glass house before and, uh, and it really does get crazy beautiful with the reflections and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you if you just sit there and you, you just you just stare at the background for a while, it gets it gets uh, kind of crazy because the, the trees in the sunset and everything like bounces off the glass and it ends up just being this crazy, uh, this crazy building. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in fact, there's a uh, let me see.
1: Hey, this, this spaghetti
0: box shot. Did you see this at the yeah, end? The very cool. last
1: one? Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a series that I saw taken inside of, of, uh, like instruments, like violins and cellos. Oh yeah. That
0: would be probably really cool. And they look like, uh, architectural environments. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, that's the idea, right? The, yeah. Oh, oh, and the instruments they did too. You're saying. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, wait, am I putting down another marker? Let me put it on the marker. Okay. I just sent you a link to an image that I took at the glass house and you'll see that it's like, you know, it looks like there's no, it looks like just more trees behind them, but that's actually a reflection in the glass house. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy there the way it is. Oh, see, those are beautiful. Oh, look at that. How yeah. do you get in there with like a little, one of those little, uh, uh, I think
1: it's like a little CCD type thing.
0: Yeah. Or, or, uh, optical or, um, yeah. What's it called? Fiber optic.
1: Mm. hmm yeah. Mm. hmm
0: Oh, that's neat neat though right that's totally cool yeah look at that
1: yeah maybe we can put those in the oh, in those the notes. are
0: amazing all right well, i'll put this in the link show notes uh this is colossal okay here
1: we go yeah i i don't i don't know how you define it i mean i and i think honestly there there's a lot of energy expended on coming up with definitions and and coming up with parameters and It it goes back to, does it, does it evoke some sort of emotional response in you? Yeah. And, and if so, can it, can it then be placed under the larger umbrella of art?
0: Yeah. But that umbrella is pretty darn big. There's very little stuff that doesn't fit under the umbrella of art for me Mm -hmm. in the sense that I think an engine design is under the umbrella of art, you know, um, can be sure. Yeah. So it's, you know, to me, it's, uh, you know, art, you could say that art is anything people make, you know, but then where does, where does, where does
1: the, where does craft, where does, where does art end and craft begin or where does craft end and art begin?
0: I don't know because, but you're right because there's a lot of stuff that I see and and I'm going to offend a whole lot of people here, but there's a lot of things that people say are art, you know, like when people do scrapbooking and that kind of stuff. Like I don't consider that art. I consider that craft. Right. Um, yeah, but is that just, but that's just, that could just be my own. That could be just you. I mean, aren't there, aren't there craft museums that have absolutely. And there, you know, the whole arts and crafts movement of the early 20th century, like I, none of that stuff speaks to me. It just goes right over my head. And Hmm. I'm sure for other people, it's amazing. You know,
1: so so you're maybe you respect the ability and the intent behind it. It just doesn't land in the art camp for you.
0: Yeah, it lands in the uh it's not that those people didn't have don't take time with it. And it's not that they're not making something out of other stuff. It's just eh, it all it just it feels more like repurposing than. Making you know I don't know it's mm. just it's it's difficult for me and again my own bias there's you know everyone could disagree with me i'm sure I'm sure there's lots of people who don't think that photography is art you know I mean I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't consider photography art they're like well it's all you gotta do is press a button you know right um so it's a tough thing anyway it's i I thought this is a good article uh it's interesting I'd like to out.
1: see yeah I'd like to see uh how it's it's discussed in the group.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. Like,
1: so, if you guys want to read it, chime in on it, see what you think.
0: It'll be in the show notes. Uh, so, you don't think uh, ten thousand hours is long enough, huh? I don't know that I don't
1: think that. I can I can see the point. You know, okay. there there is this adage that that if you if you practice something for 10,000 hours, then you're going to master it and be really good at it. But but, and here's the big caveat: uh, if you're practicing, it gets us back to that perfect practice. If you're practicing incorrectly then all you've done is wasted 10,000 hours doing something poorly. Um, if you've got a bad golf swing.
0: No, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. That's, and you don't,
1: you don't make corrections, then you're practicing the same bad golf swing for 10,000 hours.
0: True. But at the same time, I think if you played golf for 10,000 hours, you would get better at it regardless of whether or not your swing was perfect. Maybe. I think, I, I think, I, the, I think, well, Okay. I think with, with things that involve a very specific technique, I completely agree with you
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: sense that yes, a golf swing is a good example, right? Like you could have a really terrible swing and learn all kinds of bad habits in those 10,000 hours. Right. But something like taking pictures, you're going to find something in 10,000 hours of taking pictures. Maybe. You're going to find fi- yourself. Maybe. I, I, I look at, I mean, my, my parents
1: You know, my father took pictures since I was little. I think over the course of, of, you know, 30, 40 years, he probably put 10,000 hours in. Right. I mean, when you amortize it over that length of time, but his, you could look at the photographs that he took late in life versus those that he took when I was a kid. They're not arguably any better. Right, 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 right. Because he was going through the motions of taking pictures, camera to face, Focus, press button, camera away from face. Camera to face, focus, press button, camera away from face. So yeah, he put the time in, but there was no intent behind it and there was no refinement behind it. You know,
0: it's, it's interesting. Do you ever actually read Outliers? Yes. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a really great, I think it's in that book where he's talking about violin players at a school and right. they put them in three camps. The ones that'll be soloists, the ones that'll play in orchestras and the ones that are going to end up being music teachers essentially. And then they correlated that to the amount of hours those people practiced per week. And there were like three very distinctive windows. One was five hours a week. One was, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week and one was 60 hours a week or whatever it is. And it almost correlated perfectly to the amount of practice that people had. Now, the one thing that I don't think they ever brought up in that book uh, was the idea that are those people practicing, is it, are they great because they're practicing that much or are they practicing that that much because they're good at what they do and it comes easily to them and they really love it and they, you know what I mean like I feel like there's another thing other than just hard work there's another element that goes in there which is are well, you, but do it, you have it, some it, sort of natural tendency to be good at this it also wasn't
1: just them practicing willy-nilly for ten thousand hours yeah it was it was they were improving. And, it, and it, it goes over it in this article. They were improving on on something that an instructor had said. Okay, you've got kind of a propensity for this. You've got a talent in this area.
0: Right. So practice this. But do you think that being good at something makes you want to practice? Yes. So in my in my experience, the the better I am at
1: something, right. the more I want to do it.
0: Okay. I am not a good at drawing things. I'm I'm a terrible like illustrator drawing person. Right. I can't do it. Like I'm just. I just don't have it. I've tried it many times and I've never been good at it. If I practiced a whole bunch, would I get better? Yes, I would get better. You can draw. You can already draw circles around me. Even if I practiced for 10,000 hours, my guess. Mm -hmm. And you will, you probably do more of that because you're naturally good at it in the first place. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, So, so is 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 it the practice that's doing it, or is it the sort of the that that the people are automatically inclined to practice because they just like playing because they're good at it in the first place? You know what I mean? Like I don't know that it's actually the practice or even listening to their to their instructors and and working on specific practice things. That's a hundred that that is everything that's making them good. I think some of it is just that they're good violinists. And so they like taking, they would like to figure out how to get better and all these kinds of things. You know, I'm good at certain things and I don't think about doing them as working or practicing. It's just what I do, you know? Um, But okay. Go ahead. Let's, let's look at
1: that statement. You, you, you do what you do the way you do it. Yes. And oftentimes you are reluctant to take any direction to change unless that direction comes from you. Sure. Because you, you tend to look at, you should try this bill as an assignment and you don't do assignments. True. Unless those assignments come from you. Uh, So yes, in, in, in some respect, you can be, if, if you don't see the need for going in direction B because you think direction A is just fine you're limiting your own potential because you won't do sure. direction B if it comes externally
0: okay but um but if I, mean, I don't trust myself then you know if 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 i think direction A is the way to go then yeah but maybe you're wrong sure but maybe the person who's telling me to go in direction B is wrong too you know and i'd be wasting you and, know and weeks that's, doing that's that that's the issue that's the issue is that your 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 first response
1: is just that that person yeah. B doesn't know what they're talking about because I know I know direction
0: A. Well, and that's, that's I, I the think thing. part of that for me is that I do what I do. Look, I have no formal education in photography. I've never sure. taken any classes. I've never assisted anybody. I've never. And I don't do any of that stuff.
1: Many of the greats never did.
0: Okay, um, so I don't look at photography as something that I'm learning in the same way that somebody who Hmm. You know how there's those people who there's there's <laughs> there's the guy who was the gypsy who played fiddle and never took lessons in violin. He just played fiddle because his grandfather like played fiddle and he watched him and he figured it out. You know, that kind of thing. OK. Um. That's the way that I think about my photography. I do it because I don't. I don't need to learn. I don't need to rely on other people to teach me the things I need to figure out. I can figure them out and that's what I enjoy about photography is that I've built my own house in my own way. Right. Um, sure. But what if, what if your house needs an addition that that well, you're incapable needs, of building? Well, define needs, right. Uh, mm-hmm. needs for, over economic reasons, for artistic reasons, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I just, um, I think that it's funny because I think that that uh, photography is an interesting thing because in painting, even in painting, music is a, is a weird example because what you're really trying to do is recreate something, right? So you need the technique in order to be able to recreate the music that's on the page, right? You need to be able to play the stuff that's on the page. Sure, um, okay. Where in photography and stuff, it's not like people say, all right, we're going to do, you know – my bridge today. And so have you practiced your my bridge, you right, know, right. Um, in the same way that I don't, you know, I guess when you're in conservatory with painting, maybe they say, you know, we're going to try working on impressionist brushstrokes today. Um, and maybe they do that in school. I mean, we talk about uh, copying other people's work here on the show. You know, you really like Avedon stuff. Okay. Try shooting like Avidon, you know, right. Um, and I do a lot of that. Uh, I guess if, I guess, um, my feeling is that there are times when I feel like I want to try new stuff and I try new stuff. Um, if somebody tells me I need to try new stuff, well, I, you know, that gets
1: a knee jerk reaction.
0: It does. If somebody said you, 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 you might want to think about trying this or, Hey, have you ever thought about this? That's one thing. I guess it's sometimes when people sound like they know better than I do what I need. It's like, well, why do you know better than I do what I need? You may have a good idea and it may be a very worthwhile idea, but I'm not going to assume that you have some outside knowledge that I don't have. You know what I mean? Um, but isn't isn't that limiting? Assuming that you're the pinnacle? Well, no, I'm not assuming that I'm the pinnacle. I'm assuming that I am going in the direction that I want to go. I'm not assuming that I'm where I want to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm not assuming that I am the best at w- what i'm aiming for but i don't but i don't think anybody's the same right you know right i think part i mean okay you know what this might be a good time to bring up john burridge's question because this is kind of that same thing right
1: yeah no that's a great question too okay Thanks, you want to read
0: it it's uh, here in
1: the show notes sure sure uh okay john writes uh there is this sense that my taste and instincts have been homogenized into technique So here I am attempting to duplicate technique X or Y, but never asking myself if it speaks to me in the first place. Photographer X is demonstrating a technique, so it must have value to someone, so maybe I should learn it. The simple answer is to reject what doesn't appeal to me, I guess, but I still feel a little lost. It's like I stare into the gulf of photo education on the internet and see only one direction that it's headed and that I don't exactly like it, but I'm carried along anyway. Okay, first of all, John, thank you. Fantastic observation.
0: Yep. And kind of fitting in what we're talking about.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, by and large, if you go to Linda or Kelby or Creative Live or, you know, I- any number of other "quote unquote" learning venues on, online, you're going to be taught very similar things. Yeah. By very similar people. You know, Kelby's got his sort of rock star staff that, that teaches and, you know, creative live with regard to photography. They've got their sort of go-to people and snap to white, Jeffrey, snap to white. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: You know, and, and that's, (laughs) I guess that works for some people, but I think, I think a lot of what's being taught is extraneous and unnecessary.
0: OK, so – OK, just, just switch this back to what we were just talking about. Then why is it unfair for me to think that some particular direction somebody wants to push me is extraneous or unnecessary?
1: Because you tend to think that any direction that somebody else wants to push you in is extraneous or unnecessary. You tend to think that if it doesn't come from you, it's got a lesser degree of validity than it does from someone else. Hmm. And that's not a negative, it's just the way you kind of approach things.
0: Uh, I don't know that I would use that exact language, but I understand what you're saying. You know, yeah, and maybe, yeah, okay. I, I, I think that, um, look, I think that the problem, what John's talking about here, though, is basically saying everyone says that you need to use how to, how to use all these different tools on the table here. And we're going right. to go one by one through using these tools. When maybe you, maybe none of those things are not the tools that you want to use. Should you learn them just to collect them is a lot of photography education. Do a lot of the people who listen to this show are a lot of photographers today in general it's more of fetishizing collecting techniques rather than actually making stuff with those techniques.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it goes back. I mean, we were joking about it before the show. It goes back to, you know, learning how to make, you know, hairy text or, you know, compositing dragons into your scene. Well, yeah. Okay. That's, that might be useful once. Right. Right. But it's not something that you should spend $200 on a DVD about.
0: Right. Yeah. I just, it's, um, John, if something doesn't speak to you, Move on. Life is way too short. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I mean, mean, it's it's great that Joe McNally uses forty two speedlights to light a scene, but maybe that's not the way you want to make pictures. Look, I I go. We talk about photographers. We've you know we need to do it more often. But we have in the past chosen photographers of the week that you neither you nor I like very much.
1: Yeah. um, and I, and so they've been some of the best discussions and some of the best, you know, sort of insights even after the show where yeah. we we'll go look it up and, and then we'll have discussions about it during the week and go, wow, you know, this is really kind of interesting or this is really crap or right, exactly. you know, whatever.
0: And so, but, but ultimately, uh, there's nothing wrong with not liking something. I, I, I go look at a lot of modern art that I'm just kind of like, what? And I like a lot of modern art. And then I look at other modern art and I'm just like, this is a waste of time. This is literally garbage. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um and then there's the example that uh you know uh Jason Zolan and I saw where it's like you know the it's the pile of, it's literally a pile of garbage but the art is that a spotlight is shining through it and the shadow on the wall is in the shape of people eating lunch. Right. You know. So it's like but then there's other ones Which, where it literally it's just <laughs> a pile of garbage, you yeah. know. So yeah. it's it's I I think that you know I used to there's this old guy that I knew when I was in high school and I may have talked about him before was a guy who lived in my my town who uh, was friends, some old guy, uh, University of Chicago, great books kind of type, who was friends with my principal. My, he came to my principal and said, you know, I want to mentor some kids, you know. Now, is this high school this era? This is high school, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, okay.
0: And um, so my the principal calls me the office, and I've never been called to the office. I'm not that kid, you know. I was the underachiever kid who got C's in AP classes. That's, that's me. Not right? because
1: you couldn't do better. Just, it didn't just, interest you. I just,
0: you. I just didn't, I didn't do the homework. I didn't, yeah. you know, I just yeah. didn't care, you know? Um, but I was a bright kid and was in tag classes and you know what I mean? Like I was that sure. Kid. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I, I go and I meet with this kid, this guy And um, he's very much of the ilk of the sort of Encyclopedia Britannica. I think it's the 11th edition back from the turn of the last century where he had Alexander Graham Bell write the article on the telephone. And, you know, like the Britannica, like did this whole thing of sort of the great men kind of thing.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was of that generation. Capital
0: G. Yes, exactly. And he was of that generation and he had lots of books and he would give me assignments of books to read. And his whole thing is there are lots of books and some of them are the wrong books and some of them are the right books. And you should read the right books hmm. because he was of that time when, you know, the whole University of Chicago great book stuff is, you know, it's like, oh, you need to go read the classics and then you read, you know, you read Plato and then you read right. this. And you read, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Then and, you can read Homer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I never bought into that kind of stuff because I think that 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 that's a very narrow view of the world. Now I'm not a huge reader. I read a lot of nonfiction, not a lot of fiction. Um, but, uh, Conrad, my partner, she reads like a book every two days, like literally a book every two days. Mm. And she'll read all kinds of stuff, good stuff, junk, trash, whatever it is. Like she's just reading. It's all just like this voracious thing. And sometimes she reads, she'll read a whole book and be like, yeah, it wasn't very good. And I'll be like, well, why did you keep reading it? You know? Um, I will go see stuff that I disagree with or don't like and, and and say, eh, you know, it's not worth my time. I'm much more dismissive about stuff because I don't – I'm terrified of wasting the time that I have.
2: Mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's
0: my hangup, right? Um, and does that does – that, is that pervasive throughout your life or just
1: relegated to art?
0: Uh, no, that's pervasive throughout my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's my fear in everything. Uh, is that, that I, I'm
1: wasting my time on this thing? That's a four out of 10 when there's a seven or an eight out of 10 out there. somewhere? yeah. And free.
0: sometimes I will sit around and do, I'd rather have zero out of 10 than four out of 10 while searching for eight out of 10. You know really? I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and i think that and it, i may be wrong i may be right look you know th- look none of these decisions i'm making are going to make or break my life you know like yeah, i'm yeah, still absolutely. eating food and sleeping and living in america but you know it's so there's i have i don't have much to complain about um and you make these decisions and stuff but so john if if you know if you don't like technique xyz skip it you know what i mean like you, photography ultimately all this comes down to is having fun this should mm-hmm. not feel like you have to do this this is not you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I, you know. There's techniques that you should learn, and there's lots of stuff that you should know. But if if learning it or knowing it is not pleasurable to you, then why are you doing it? Right. You know. Hey, well, and and there are there are some people like like uh, Patrick, uh,
1: my friend Patrick. You know Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, great photographer, Patrick Shipstad. Um He is one of these people who buys all the books, all yep. the DVDs. Goes to all the workshops, watches all of the creative lives, and I mean, he gets he, something out of that. He well, and he doesn't know, but to his his attitude is: if I pull away one thing, you know, that made me either see something differently or rediscover something I'd forgotten, or 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 or, then it was worth my time.
0: Okay. And that, Which I find interesting that, I mean, it's, it could be, that's a perfectly valid way of looking at it too. You know, mm-hmm, it's just, it's mm-hmm. a different way of looking at it. It's the, it's almost the exact opposite of the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, but, th- but that's not to say it's wrong, you know, like, so Patrick and I are on opposite ends of a spectrum, you know? Yeah. But you're working towards the same place. I think ultimately, I think all art is ultimately working towards the same place. I, I imagine it as a sphere where the center of like, say the earth is, in the sphere, the center of the sphere is perfection, is truth, is God with a lowercase G, maybe uppercase G. I don't believe in God, but you understand what I'm saying. It's that thing, that that the source, right? So, and yeah, and yeah. I think that we're all coming at it from different angles and different places and and some art forms dig deeper and faster and harder than others. Some people get lucky and find a fault line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I it's just So it's, they pull ahead, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that anybody actually ever hits the center. I think they burn up somewhere in the mantle. <laughs> you yeah. know. Like I have this I have this weird mental image of this, you know. Um so I'm coming at it from the, you know, from from the equator and he's coming at it from the pole. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. Yeah. it's 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 all it's it's ultimately All of this comes down to you enjoying the time you have on earth because if it's anything other than trying to enjoy the time you have on earth, why – you're going to die someday. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Have you – can you think of this? – I've never asked you this before. Can you think of some example of art, whether it is a visual art or a film or a piece of music that you have seen, read, or listened to Mm – that you have said to yourself that cannot be any better.
0: Oh, that's a good question.
1: There, there is nothing about this, not a note, not a brushstroke, not a, not a word that I would change that. This, this to me is, is it.
0: Um, I don't know that that could ever exist. The problem is, is that the things that get close to that for me, you know, like certain paintings or whatever, um, are s- some things, paintings or songs are so amazing the way they are. And so special the way they are that it's not that making any changes would make them any better. It would just make them different, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough to know that it's actually going to make it better. Like they get into that stratosphere where they become unique. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, They, they, they get to that point where they're just sort of, uh, they just float. Uh, that happens. I mean, there are songs that I think of that way. There are albums that I think of that way. There there, there are examples of, of art that I look at and say, okay, wherever that guy was going, I want to find where he dug because that's a really great spot. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. um, I don't think that there's the perfection in anything, but I think there, it's... Um, you know, what is the, what is the line from Goodwill hunting? It's like, uh, uh, there's, there's no perfect woman out there, but the question is whether you're perfect for each other. Right. Right. You know? And I think that there is, I think that that is somewhat true of art, right? That, that, that there's no perfection, but there might be a, a perfect creation in a, per, in a, in a specific time, in a specific place by a specific person a Mm -hmm. moment as it were. And the funny thing is, is that all we're trying to do in photography is capture a moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So in some ways, are we as photographers, maybe like the, you could argue that we're sort of the purest form of all this capturing because by definition we're, we have a, there is a chunk of time that we're just condensing into a, a visual image, you know? Right. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. You? What do you think? Is I don't there know. I mean, that it, couldn't get any better. Uh. Well, what is better? Well, then you get into you yeah. Know. What?
1: Is, what is that? I mean, there are things you know, like uh, Mozart's Requiem. Yeah, I, the the I, first I, that,
0: the first six movements before he died, and it was finished yeah, yeah, yeah. by yeah. somebody else. But yeah, that wrecks me. Yeah, it wrecks you. But like, you know, the uh, Foray Requiem is really great too. In other yeah, ways, you know. Yeah. So it's you. You get into these. I don't know. Yeah. But like I'm saying, but that kind of fits into my perfect moment, perfect person, perfect right time. You know what I mean? Right time, place kind of thing.
1: Um, Yeah. I like the analogy of, of, of the sphere. (laughs) Everybody just kind of going for the same, they're going towards the same thing. And, and yeah, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hey, uh, we should talk about one of our sponsors.
1: We should talk about one of our spawns. Do we have one or two hey, today?
0: Uh, just one, actually, today. Hey, right. y- you know what they probably have a lot of pictures of? Spheres. Magma. <laughs> magma. All right, see what you can find. I'm going to find. They, <laughs> I'm going to say they've got
1: 17 pictures of magma. Uh, uh,
0: I say... Out of
1: out of their 14 million what pictures. What is
0: the total now? 31 million? 30 million? 30
1: million. They're, I think they're over 30. Okay.
0: Uh, Shutterstock.com, where you'll find over 30 million images, stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and 1 million video clips. So start your search at Shutterstock.com to find that perfect image for your website, ad, publication, or other creative project.
1: And 4,400 pictures of magma.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shutterstock.com gives you a global image collection to find the images from across the world to suit your project. Uh, choose between image packs or monthly subscription packages. Uh, you can choose whatever model fits your needs. You never have to compromise. If you just need one image for your blog or mock-up, you can do that. Uh, and every time you visit Shutterstock.com, uh, you'll vis- you'll find something new. Since they add 20,000 new images a day, 12,000 new videos each week, and it's more affordable than you think with no extra charge for large files. You can just download the high-res. You pay only one price. They don't nickel and dime you. Uh, 1,300
1: you- videos of magma. Magma.
0: <laughs> If you need them, take them, the big images that you can easily create, uh, curate and share pictures via these light boxes. There's an iPad app, so you can make up a light box, send it to your friend who's, who's also a Shutterstock member. There's something called Enhanced License Access, so you can get an image to do a print run for swag or a trade show. And, of course, they have a huge library of vectors, icons, infographic templates, video clips. Would you need any of those? If you need any help, Shutterstock.com has an account rep dedicated to you. They'll answer your questions. They have 24-hour support during the week. Uh, And uh, you can sign up for a free browse account. Go to Shutterstock.com. You don't need a credit card. And when you find the images of magma that you like and you decide to purchase. That's
1: right. Or video.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Use the (laughs) offer code PICTURES114. So it's PICTURES114. uh, and uh, you'll get twenty five percent off any package you put together at Shutterstock dot com. Uh, I think these people going near uh, magma, magma, magma? Uh, are crazy.
1: Yeah if you're if you're standing on near yeah, yeah you're 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 like six feet away from where rock is so hot that it's liquid.
0: Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're just done. <laughs> just full stop. You know it's funny because the, the pictures Bye, like tell a photo. Pictures <laughs> like this remind me of the kind of stuff that we'll talk about with our photographer of the week. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So Shutterstock, we thank you very much for your support of five by five and on taking pictures. Uh, go, go support them, guys.
1: Or you see those photos of like the guys in the uh, in the uh, like the metallic, like the, the heat, heat suits. suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no bueno. Yeah.
0: If you have to wear a fire suit to take the picture, (laughs) back up. That's right. You're you're maybe a little wide. (laughs) Yeah. Zoom in. It's the one time when I say don't zoom with your feet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that 18 is a little wide. (laughs) All right. Where do you want to go from here?
1: Uh, I don't know. You want to talk about this, this gear thread on the, on the, on the community?
0: I don't know. Is is that just opening up a can of worms?
1: I don't think it's opening up a can of worms. There was a, there was a thread on the community about,
0: uh, about. Cameras matter.
1: Yeah. The, 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 the subject line was, it's a lie that your camera doesn't count. Uh, and and Frank writes, uh, and, and we're not picking on Frank. I want to make that clear. I'm just no. highlighting this. This was a. This is one of the things that I love about this group. Is there are 30 comments or so on this topic, and not once did a flame war start. Not once was there any disrespect. Not once was there. You know, there was some butting of heads, maybe a little bit, but. Uh, but
0: it was this, a level-headed discussion.
1: Yeah, it was, and it's good. Um, so Frank writes, uh, I, I thought I have to give my frustration some space. I love technology. I love photography. But I'm sick of people, photographers, uh, that tell the world that the camera doesn't count and that gear is overrated. Bill and Jeffrey are not so bad, but sometimes dot, dot, dot. Uh, more so because exactly those people always have spent at least a couple thousand dollars on their gear. They talk about affordable lenses, $700 and up. And how mirrorless has the same quality as DSLR if you buy the top of the line every year and how they love the simplicity of their Leica M with just one Zeiss lens. Come on, if it really wouldn't matter, all those people would use cheaper cameras and be proud to not spend more. Uh, I I feel oftentimes belittled by the kind of people who tell me indirectly, yes, the cheap ones are just as good, but I use the expensive ones because I can. Okay, that argument... It, it, yeah this is good for me but you don't need this that would be a little frustrating
0: uh, i understand that's frustrating i i don't think that the difference is <clears throat> between say like i use a 5d mark three most of the time um the difference between that and say a digital rebel like could i do the work that i do with a digital rebel of course i do i could yeah you know sure um why do I use a 5D and, and L glass and all the rest of it? Well, yes, there's a thing that I afforded it and I bought it. Um, but the, most of the differences between those cameras has very – it has less to do with the image quality and more to do with handling. You know, right. like some have right. more buttons or the buttons or if I drop it, it's not going to break or, you know, it's more that kind of like ergonomic kind of stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, then quality, it is image image differences, quality, right? yeah, image
1: quality differences between right. a $500 camera and, you know, a $3,000 camera. Are there differences? Right. Sure. Yeah. Are they, oh my God, this looks like crap. And this other one looks great. No, no.
0: no. And, and, you know, it, even, even like, you know, you, you pick on me a little bit about me buying that Fuji and selling it after the trip. Right. Um, I just, you know, it's, did it take great <laughs> pictures? Yeah. It took great pictures. I just didn't like the way it fe- felt. Yeah, you know, that had I nothing get. to do with the image quality. I just didn't like the way it felt in my hands. Yeah. Um, and other people love it. Well, that's great for other people, you know? So um, I think, I think that, yes, of course the camera matters, but it is, v- it's a very rare instance where a specific piece of gear is going to make or break the image you're trying to take. I think that's right. more the point, right? Right. That like, you know what? 10 years ago, people didn't have any of this cool stuff we have now. I mean, they had other cool stuff, arguably. But, you know, they didn't – the photographer of the week we choose to today didn't have all the toys that we have now. And he still took amazing pictures because, you know, he worked with what he had. Um, well, there are a lot, the makes- the group, a lot of people on the group. there's are a lot of people on the group are using what – what is it? D200s, D1 yep. – you know, like, I mean, cameras from a good eight years ago. T3i, T2i. Yeah, and they're taking amazing pictures. And these cameras yep. are like 500 bucks now, you know. Um, could you could you buy a, a original digital rebel or a XSI or whatever it is that you know that you could probably get those for two hundred bucks now you know, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's um, yeah sure it's your it, gear does matter Yes, gear I, don't, matters. I don't think I don't think
1: either of us are saying that it doesn't what we what we have said consistently I think is that with a very f- few exceptions it's not going to make like what you just said it's not going to make or break no you getting a shot. It's not going to make you a better photographer.
0: And if, and if it's the kind of thing where like, let's, let's take the car analogy. It's like, you know, you know, not uh, only with this, you know, I need this car in order to take this corner at 95 miles an hour. And it's like, well, why do you need to take that corner of 95 miles an hour? You know, right. like right. there's, a, there's certain level of stuff where it's like, well, this camera doesn't do X. It's like, well, how often are you actually doing X? You know, this camera is so weather sealed. You can go in monsoons. It's like, do you live in Africa? Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're probably never going to be in a situation where your camera's going to be that destroyed. I remember talking to somebody who taught... Who was it, actually? Somebody who taught um, workshops. And they were giving a workshop and they were outside and they were shooting, I don't know, nature stuff or landscapes. And it started to, like, drizzle a little bit. And one of the guys, like, packed up his whole camera gear, like, put it in the car. And the guy was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, you know, I don't want my camera to get destroyed. It's like, it was barely drizzling. Like, you know, a few right. drops of rain. It's like a few drops of rain are not going to kill your camera. You know, right. like these things are pretty hardy. Um, even if it's not weather sealed and all the rest of it, you know, um, I actually, the one time I did have, I look, my favorite lens that I own is my cheapest lens that I own. You know, my 28 mm. is like a $350 lens or something. Um, I shot my entire Drabble series with that one lens. I right. shoot a lot of my editorial stuff with that one lens. <clears throat> I put that on my camera when I travel. Cause it's the one lens that I like having on my camera. So, um, it's all what you like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, you, I mean, we've talked about the argument of does better gear make you res- people respect you more. Eh, you know, those are arguments too, to be made. Um, you know, lots of people we've, we've that are, you know, Uh, scions of industry of of photographic stuff have gone and oh i'm gonna go mirrorless and i'm shooting with us it's like well you know what maybe they love it maybe they're getting paid by fuji maybe the you know their backs are bad maybe they're maybe they're fickle and buy new cameras every 10 minutes because that's just Mm -hmm. the way they are you know uh it all just what makes you happy if you've got the money and you want to buy the gear buy the gear but don't think that buying the gear is going to make you a better photographer
1: Yeah. Go, go look through 500 pixels, spend a half hour looking at 500 pixels. And I guarantee you, you're going to see some amazing stuff on $500 cameras.
0: Yeah. Shot, shot by a kid in Russia with a camera from 1998. Yeah. 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 So with a, with a
1: work light and a piece of tissue paper, it's like
0: those pictures of the, um, the, uh, the, uh, snowflakes. Yes. The guy shot them with, uh, like a, a nine year old Canon camera with like a, a tube from, um, what was it? It was a, it was like a tube from a, 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 a paper towel dispenser or something. Right. Like, it was like- right.
1: That he kind of reversed the lens on or something. Yeah, it was
0: ridiculous. And all yeah. he did, he used it as like a, yeah. He, so you don't, you don't need to go crazy, right? This is, this is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I understand what he's saying, but I don't, I don't think that it's a real thing that we're talking about here. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. What was this guy's name? His name is Alexi could Kujokult- K- I can't, I can't pronounce that, but I'm going to put, the, I'm going to put a, a scene in. His, he's got a flicker stream where he talks about his setup. Yeah. It's a Canon Powershot, Uh, something or rather the size of the images he gets are 1600 pixels by 1200 pixels. Hmm. Cause that's as big as he can go. A, a Canon power shot, a something or other, you know what I mean? Like, it's like nothing. Uh, in the grand scheme of you know photographs or, or gear, you know, right? right he's right, taking right. these pictures. I've tried to do this kind of stuff. I can't do it. He's way better than I ever was. Well,
1: what's what's the guy? the The Russian guy, um, Tishi? okay that that makes his cameras out of like oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, cardboard yeah. and yeah, yeah. toilet paper tubes yeah. and rubber bands. And you know, is he getting the per pixel sharpness of a D eight hundred or a five D three? No. Is yeah. he getting interesting photographs? Yes. Yeah. Is that the point of it? Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. So what, you know, if your tool, you know, for, for me right now, it's a 5D Mark three for Carl Taylor, it's a Hasselblad, you know, H5D or whatever, you know, right? like, right. you know, for, for some other person, it's their iPhone, you know, um, you know, we, we talk about that sometimes and it's like, well, I like using this. You like using that. I sent you a link. Look at this picture. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I put in the show notes, the, the setup this guy uses. Uh, for shooting the snowflakes. We're going to put that other link in of the guy who makes his cameras from cardboard. Um, Yeah, these are beautiful. Right. Now, do I want to do this? No. (laughs) Do I get frustrated when my gear doesn't do exactly what I want it to do? Yes. Is that why I buy expensive gear so that it works better more often? Yes. But it doesn't mean I couldn't take those pictures. It just makes it easier to take those pictures sometimes. you know. But most of the pictures I take could be done with any of this stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I look at these snowflake pictures and I just get they're blown. unreal. Like, yeah, like they, how how does that how why does the what the <laughs> they look three D printed? They yeah. look rendered.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just wrong. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. What else? We got?
1: Uh, there is a book, Sky Crystals,
0: of this guy's stuff or other people's? Yeah, of this guy's stuff. Oh, we huh. should put that in the show notes too.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's on that page. If you just oh, okay. scroll down all the way,
0: okay. Um, what else?
1: Uh, you, you wanted to talk about these these tin types. You like those? I like them. It's, they, they've been going around.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is on this this version of them is on Esquire, but they were all over the the things. I think somebody yeah. put them up on the group. I uh, think Esquire actually
1: commissioned them or, oh, or, okay. or arranged for the shoot to happen. I'll tell you
0: that L. Fanning is a pretty girl. The one who's in uh, Super Eight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a beautiful girl. Uh, so yeah, uh, Victoria will
1: yep. and uh, oh, what was the guy that did the processing on it? uh uh, josh
0: josh somebody um you know what this proves to me it proves that that some people are just really cool looking period full stop (laughs) like like william h macy just cool looking yes (laughs) you know uh philip seymour hoffman just cool looking yeah josh wool is his name the photographer
1: yeah uh no he's the guy who did the processing uh, Victoria Will is the photographer. Oh, interesting! And if you if you go to either of their sites, Victoria Will's site or Josh Wool's site, uh, there are more than what's shown here. Yeah, more more of this of this series. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, uh, 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 Jason Momoa, the guy that was in Game of Thrones. There's one, of, a cool one of him.
0: Yeah. my favorite one,
1: without question, full stop. Sam Shepard. Uh,
0: yeah, good one.
1: I think that that really sort of captures kind of who he is, yeah, or who he seems to be anyway. no, no.
0: you have a little bit of a a beef, not a beef, but you know, have a beef. These, (laughs) where's the beef? (laughs) Did you make a lot of money from that ad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do do you think that? I mean, you think that the the process on these things at times is a little sloppy in the sense that the, the coding and whatever it is, is just across the image and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, and, and some of the comments,
1: even in the article kind of, kind of say that as, as wet plate or tin type goes, this is not, this is not uh,
0: uh, expertly done stuff. Right.
1: So, so is it, is it this way? I mean, you, you look at like the stuff that Ian Rudder is doing, right. With his with his truck with his time machine,
0: I think and, that and, I think that the, these are this way on purpose. Okay, but, see, I, I I would hope that, but but they do because of that have a little bit of a feeling of uh of the, the the problem that um yeah I'll put that link in there too. Uh, they have a little bit of the feeling of an Instagram filter, in the sense yeah. that right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I shoot my my sort of digital wet plates with hipstomatic and they're very similar to this.
0: Right. Yeah, it's not far away. So so are they wrong?
1: I don't think they're wrong at all. I I love the process and I love that that you know people were willing to sit for these.
0: Yeah. I wonder I wonder how she did that. How she corralled them.
1: The one of Nick Cave is good. The one of Kurt Russell is good. Yeah.
0: Now here's the question if these pictures, if the same exact picture was taken with a modern camera with the same lighting, and whatever it is, and we had that picture, right? Right. They had the light set up the same way, but in, pull out right. the eight by 10 and just stick a whatever in there and take the picture. Right. Would those still be good pictures? Well, that's the big question,
1: isn't it? Right. I mean, we, we've talked about Sally Mann's work, like right. her landscape work, you know, is, is it good because it's wet plate because if it was a 5d3 picture it's just a tree
0: like because these seem like these are nice portraits regardless of the yes regardless of the process some could argue i'm not going to argue it here but some could argue that the process is actually uh uh gets in the way of what you're actually trying to do that Mm -hmm. that it's that it's a that it's a a kitschy thing right
1: so this, this does this come off as a stunt to you
0: a little bit yeah but a lot of this sort of old process stuff for the sake of old process stuff comes off as a stunt to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that the people who used this stuff back in the day would look at you and go, are you kidding me? You have that other thing you could use that (laughs) does a lot (laughs) better job at this. This was the best we could do. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. And and I always tend to go back to that sort of, maybe I'm wrong, but that's, I tend to go back there and go, you know, Edwin, Edwin, Edwin Land wanted to perfect instant photography. He wanted the picture right now. Now you have a thing in your pocket that can take much better pictures than any Polaroid ever did in your pocket all the time. And people want to make them look like Polaroids. It's like, well, you know, Edwin Land would come slap you because that's (laughs) you have the thing that he worked his entire life to get. And you're trying to make it look like his, you know, half assed attempt at the time. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I think they're beautiful images, but I don't think that they're beautiful images because they're what are these tin types? I don't Mm -hmm. believe they're beautiful images because they're tintypes. I think they're beautiful images because she's a good photographer and these are good subjects and the lighting is nice. Yes. You know, they're just they're nice pictures. They'd be nice pictures if they were taken on your phone. So, but yeah, they went around and you know what? Here's the thing. They got a lot of juice because they are what they are. Right. So is that right or wrong or is that just a lot? Is that just the the Huffington Post effect?
1: Yeah, if 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 these were just 5D3 or or D800 or they'd be great know. pictures.
0: But yeah. they'd be ignored. But would
1: yeah, would they yeah, no, exactly. No. They would
0: never get the press. But they should get the press. They're good pictures. Mhm. You know. Um I don't know. I whenever I come up with an idea and I feel like it might be taken as a uh you know, just just for effect, I tend to shy away from it, you know. Right. Um did you see this picture of this this Russian woman sitting on a chair that is another woman who apparently happens to be black and everyone's very upset about it? Have you seen this picture? Are, are they – yeah, they're upset. They're upset, what, are they're they upset about it, it because it's, they're saying it's racist. Huh. I don't see it that way. I mean – I think it's – I don't think that I, was the intention. I – yeah, I wouldn't
1: – I don't know. I think it's kind of – I don't like the photograph. No, it's
0: it's not a particularly great. She's a very pretty girl, but I don't think that's it. I don't think it's a I, right. I just feel like if you look at this picture, okay, let's say it wasn't a black woman. It was a white woman underneath there. Would that, would that be offensive in some way? You know what I mean? Um, I guess you could say that it's some rich woman sitting on top of some other person. So there's like some weird, you know, class stereotype there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised she did it though. <laughs> you know, cause like I would be like, eh, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah i know i'm this really whatever you know married to a billionaire or my dad was a billionaire or whatever it is you know um but maybe it's not such a good idea that we take this picture yeah i mean
1: it's uh, yeah it's very strange somebody posted in the comment uh here let me see if i'm not gonna be able to get you to the comment but here's the photo that they posted and we can scroll down the comments somebody posted uh uh something similar that was actually part of the decor of a restaurant in the eighties, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is it, is it racist? I don't know. Or is it just
0: a lame photo? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I think it's sort of right. I just think, yeah, exactly. But you know what? This is getting tons of press for the person who made it and for the magazine and for this woman,
1: it's not getting tons of press because they think it's a great photograph. It's getting tons of press because of, The the potential racial overtones. Okay, so
0: how is it different that between the tintypes getting a lot of press because they're tintypes, not because they're good photos? I mean, I I wonder if – and this has been my problem since we started this show – is that what gets gets noticed in the public world when it comes to art is just something that is shocking and different for the sake of being shocking and different often. Mm -hmm. Instead of for it being really good.
1: You know, more importantly than this photograph is the – is the link on the sidebar of Vin Diesel dancing alone to Beyonce for seven minutes?
0: <laughs> um, hold on, hold on a second. Can we pause for a minute? <laughs> we'll be back in seven minutes. <laughs> you know what? I like Vin Diesel. I think he's probably a pretty good guy. Yeah, he seems like it. Yeah. Plus, he's got that really good voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to be friends with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know.
1: I, I. I don't. I look at this and I. Uh, I had to really look at it and then I
0: looked at it and went, eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really honestly don't know, (laughs) but it's, it's strange to me that, that
1: there is, there's a photo editor out there that, that, that went, Oh, this is going to shock people. Let's put this up. This is, this is going to shock people. Um,
0: yeah, but that's, Hey, they're, they're trying to get eyeballs, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the game in that world. Um, they'll do anything they can to get noticed. Ugh! I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. What else we got?
1: Yeah, uh, chime in on the group.
0: Uh, you <laughs> you thought this was funny? This article about Instagram feeds. Oh yeah, this is great. This is great. So
1: you know, you you look at Instagram and 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 you you come away thinking one thing about a photo when when the reality of it could be uh, something very different. Uh, for example, there, there's three friends. Uh, one of them's, you know, they're, they're kind of smiling. One guy's half smiling, got his shirt open, you know, that you think they're at a party, uh, with, without context, uh, you would, you might take this as I'm having so much fun with my friends. Look at this guy with his shirt off. It's a bit of a, it's a bit bro-y, but we're just having fun because we're guys who have fun on a Saturday night. With context, uh, the actual truth of it is I haven't gone out in weeks. My girlfriend broke up with me recently, and I usually just sit inside and stream sci-fi shows on Netflix, but there <laughs> wasn't a good filter named sadness. It's <laughs> 7 p.m. I went home approximately eight minutes after this photo was taken and cried. The guy should put his shirt on. This is embarrassing.
0: <laughs> you know, and it,
1: there, there are some fun, you know, uh, the life on the open road, the, the, the obligatory sunset picture, which we've all done. Without context, uh, sometimes when I'm driving, I just can't help but capture the beauty of the open road. With context, I'm on Cesar Chavez. I added a sun flare because it would have been a horrible picture otherwise. There's a bum <laughs> on the sidewalk just out of frame. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. a, a, little,
0: a little levity. A yeah, little I, like, I like the one of the beautiful couple. Without context, we're happy and in love and the world's our oyster and get it? Because there are oysters behind us. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then below, with context, we fought most of this morning because we hadn't paid the Comcast bill. Why won't I just effing pay the uh, Comcast bill? Is it that effing hard, Drew? Is it? <laughs> it's like, you know what it is? This is, and this is the the case with photographers and eh, bloggers and uh, Instagram and all this kind of stuff in general is that all you're seeing is what people want you to see. And you're generally seeing the good stuff that they want you to see. Right. Yeah. So you can't base your opinion on what somebody is doing or saying based upon what they have in their, their uh, social media feed, because most of the time they're not telling you any of the bad stuff that happens. Right. Right. Um, The, The lazy
1: day at the park picture. Without context, sometimes I just take my dog to the park to unwind and relax. I'm just a casual, relaxed kind of guy. With context, I'm alone at a park with a chihuahua. (laughs) Say that out loud. (laughs) There is so much sadness locked inside of me that I couldn't capture it with this filter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah, these are great. I think
0: that that part of the reason why people like our show is that we actually talk about this stuff and don't shy away from the fact that. You know, yeah, it's fun. Why not? Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. Hey, so check this out. So, uh, a friend of mine who I built a Hackintosh for last year, right, owns multiple eight by ten cameras, including uh, a couple lenses from like a hundred years ago. Okay, first of all,
1: how much of a badass are you if you own multiple eight by ten cameras? That's that's what I'm saying. That this is the I mean, guy, right? Enough said.
0: Right. In fact, I think I sent you one of his pictures that Probably. I took. I took a picture of the lens and I sent it to you. I think. Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So this guy's got multiple eight by ten cameras, and when I built his Hagadash, I was like, "Oh man," he was showing me all this old gear he had, and I said, "We should use this stuff." You know, how, how often do you use it? And he said, "Oh, I never use it anymore." You know, because wow. that's you know that's the way it is, right? Right. Right. And so uh we were talking about it, and I said, you know. We should just set up a time to get together and uh, shoot some shoot some of this film, you know. Like we'll we'll buy a box of film, we'll get some people in here, we'll do some portraits, and it'll be like a fun little uh, experiment one Saturday or whatever it is. Wait, is this is this the receipt that you tweeted the other day? Uh, yeah. So okay. so I I the other day I had a weird thing last week where I kind of got I I think it was my my friend. Died a couple weeks ago. I think we talked about and yep Eleanor and and I was I was uh, thinking a lot about the fact that it's like you know if there are things you want to do do them what are you waiting for you know so it was on my list of things to do was to oh get in touch with Alex and let's let's do those eight by tens so I write him I was like hey is this still is the offer still good we're gonna let's go do this and so he's just like yeah yeah let's do it so I think we're gonna do it next Saturday not this coming Saturday but a week from Saturday I'm gonna need some people I'm gonna put a call out. To come sit for portraits, we're going to shoot eight by 10 black and white at his studio, maybe like a slice or maybe two slices per person. Mm-hmm. And we're each going to get a box. We're going to set up two cameras and we're going to shoot. Uh, we're going to we're going to see what we can get. So so I, you're shooting side by side. Yeah, I think that's that's the plan. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. Same
1: setups, yet. different setups.
0: Uh, I don't know yet. We haven't decided on the specifics. Interiors exteriors. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, no, they're going to be interior. We're going to shoot inside. It's, it's 14 degrees outside right now. Um, Oh, right. We're going to shoot. He's got a studio <laughs> in midtown. So we're going to shoot in, 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 in this studio and, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got all this like crazy old stuff. So I went to go buy some film yesterday. Um, and I've never shot eight by 10 before I've shot six or four by five a lot, but I've never shot eight by 10. And I kind of want to do it before it goes away, honestly. And I know there's some people who's never going to go away. I really don't know how long these people are going to make this film because it's you know how many people shoot eight by ten film anymore. That's like the 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 tiny slice of the tiny slice, you know. Right. Um, so I go to I I had to drop my sister off uh, over by B and H yesterday. Her and Bert were visiting. And on my way back, I stopped at b and I went and was going to buy some film. And, you know, you could buy Tri-X, you could buy uh, um, uh, uh, T-Max, you could buy a bunch of different Ilford things. I ended up buying a box of HP5, which is Love sort of a film. Tri-X-y uh, looking Ilford film.
1: A uh, little more punchy. It's got yeah. a lot it's got some contrast to it. You know what's
0: interesting is that uh, basically there are kind of two different versions of black and white film. There is... Organic grain, kind of stuff like Tri X, right? Mm-hmm. Where the grain just is where it is and it's very haphazard. Um, and then there's stuff like uh, T Max, which and the Delta stuff on Ilford, which is interesting because Delta is the shape of a triangle and I never really thought about it. And that's why it's called Delta, uh, where they, they figured out ways to make the grain be very triangular. And very consistent. So it's very smooth, low grain kind of film. Um but there you know, do you do you want the 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 errors, as it were? Do you want the unknown, which is the grainier stuff, or do you want the more consistent stuff? I said, you know what, there's not gonna be that much grain in an eight by ten negative anyway. So I might right. as well go for this stuff. But it's uh it was a hundred and fourteen dollars, I think, for twenty five sheets of this film. Plus it's gonna cost six dollars a slice to Process, Wow. Um, so it's going to be over $10 a picture to take these pictures. Uh, one afternoon, I'm going to spend $250 on film and processing and get 25 pictures back. Ugh. Yeah, but it's going to be cool. Yeah, I hope it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a link in the – I'll put it in – you know, I'm going to put this picture in the group of the lens, one of the lenses we're planning on using. Um, I just thought people might get a kick out of that, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know more about that later. Uh, also – did you see um, the Focal? Remember that software that I tried buying? That, yes. That does the focus stuff for your camera? Right. Like it does the um, – what is it called? Micro-adjustments? Right. So for those of you who don't know, that a lot of these modern cameras can do uh, micro-adjustments on a lens-per-lens lens basis. So, for example, if one of your lenses tends to back-focus a little or front-focus a little, basically doesn't focus on what it thinks it's focusing on um, – you can dial in uh, an adjustment to, like, push it in one direction or the other. And to do this, actually, it's kind of a pain to calibrate on your own. So these people make this software called Focal that is, like, 40 bucks. that you put a target on the wall. You put your camera back a few feet. You put in this software. And you run it plugged into your camera, and it takes the pictures and figures out the thing and updates the lens all sort of automatically. Qu- quasimatically. You know, Quasimatically, Quasimodo. So I, I, I got, it was my birthday a few weeks ago and, and somebody gave me a, a nice little, you know, like one of these gift card things. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'll go get that, uh, that, that thing, the Focal. So I buy the Focal, for $40. Uh, and I get the software <clears throat> and I load it up and you got to load this other framework for it to work and all this kind of stuff. I plug it into my camera and every time it sees my camera, but every time I start the process, it crashed. Right. Every single time. And so I wrote a support thing to them on, I think it was like a Friday and I didn't hear back. It was like the following Thursday and I hadn't heard back. I'm like, are you kidding me? A week goes by and you're not going to write me back, you know, after I paid for this stuff and everything. And so I wrote this. Yeah, because at this
1: point it's unusable for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, now I'm just like, okay, are they this, Are they like a fly by night thing that's not going to write me back, and they're just going to take my forty bucks, and I'm I'm out forty bucks, you know? So I write this really nasty email, basically saying I want my money back now, and it's ridiculous that you don't write back in a week, you know? And they gave me my money back and apologized for not writing back. Um, so I gave up on Focal. I'm sorry, I don't have a better review for that. Uh, but somebody told me that the Magic Lantern software uh, does a similar wait, wait, thing. Wait, 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 wait. For wait. free.
1: So, so no explanation of w- nope. they didn't address your previous email of why it was failing and, nope. and what it could have been? And.
0: Nope. They're just like, oh, sorry we didn't get back to you. Here's your money back. Huh. Not good customer service. No. The correct customer service is we're very sorry you had a bad thing. Let's try to figure it out. And you know what? I'm sorry for your pro- problems, but we'll give you your money back. You know what I mean, mm, or yeah. some some kind of thing like that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna refund you half your money or, or what is some kind of thing. You know, it it's was just, weird
1: that they didn't even ask. You know, okay, what what platform, what camera? Well, I tell, you
0: know, I gave them all that in the first thing. You know, oh okay okay, and nothing. Anyway, huh. apparently the Magic Lantern software does something similar. Uh, has it built in? So oh, I'm gonna have so to. So, what do
1: you, you do? The same kind of thing. You print out a focus chart.
0: Uh, apparently, and, it has something to do with the, you know, the light that lights up when something's in focus when you're doing manual focusing. Okay. It has some kind of thing having to do with that light, where you hmm. do it and it knows the difference between what it's supposed to see and what it is seeing, or I don't know what it is.
1: And you um, can put Magic Lantern on your Mark three. Yeah. Okay. I don't
0: know. I wonder if it, but I wonder if it updates the tables in this firmware that's normally on there. Or if you always have to run magic lantern for it to keep working, I have to look into it. Hmm. Somebody on the group said that it's a thing and it works and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check that out. Hey, uh,
1: by the by, yep. Uh, new, uh, new Fuji camera announced today.
0: Yeah. So same sensor, uh, has a bump in the top. Like it has a prism, but it's a EVF.
1: Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently it's a, it's a really amazing EVF. Okay. Like like shutter, or the, the yeah. lag, the refresh lag is, is, for all intents and purposes, non-existent. Basically, yeah, it's the guts of, uh, of an XE2 right. in a new uh, magnesium, or is it aluminum, <laughs> um, uh, weather-sealed. Yeah, it's all weather-sealed. Uh, and they're coming out with an 1855, actually several weather-sealed lenses. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting looking.
0: Uh, I, I, I I'm still not sold on EVFs. Yeah, I've never. I went. You know, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the new Sony one. It was the A7 or the
1: the A7 and the A7R? Okay. Yeah.
0: I went and played with the A7 or the A7R. One of them. I, I mean, they're identical except for the sensor. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, the A7 okay. is 24 megapixel full frame, and the the R is 36 megapixel full without,
0: frame. Uh, and the the R is without a AA filter too. Right. Right. Um, right. So.
1: Same sensor, I think, yeah. or similar than as yeah. the D800.
0: Right, exactly. Which you know what? I mean, that's crazy amount of tech in a little tiny body. Um, I so I went. To, I was at Adorama for something else, and I, I asked to play with one, and the guy handed me one. I didn't like the way it felt. I mean, it still felt like looking at a screen to me. The viewfinder okay, uh, was, and that's supposed to be a pretty good viewfinder.
1: How how big is the thing relative to say the X100 that you had? Oh, it's Bakers? way bigger than the X100.
0: The X100 okay. is tiny. That the X100 is the size of a you know, a, a power shot,
1: but it's significantly smaller than your Mark three.
0: Yeah. It's probably around the size of the, of the Fuji that I had, but you know, interchangeable lenses mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. it's kind of thin front to back, you know? So it kind of feels like you're holding a, like a medium sized paperback book kind of size. Okay. Which I don't necessarily like, you know, um, it was fine. It, it, I was, it was surprisingly, it took a long time. Like when you hit the button, not that there was shutter lag, but there was like a, you know, like there was Mm -hmm. like this process that it went through the shutter that seemed like, wait, what is it doing? There's no mirror moving or anything. (laughs) Like, why isn't it just like,
1: is it, is it, I wonder if it's, uh, not, not shutter lag, but maybe is the lens focusing each and every time?
0: Maybe I just, there's something, there was something going on that felt very like mechanically, unnecessarily mechanical for Mm. what it supposedly was. Um, and the viewfinder, which everyone was, I read reviews of that camera that were just like, you know, it's the first camera that shows that you don't need an optical viewfinder. And like, I didn't even miss it, and blah, 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 blah. And I held it up to my eye, and I'm like, I'm looking at a screen mm-hmm. again. Yeah, but you're very sensitive to. Well, here's to those my whole things. thing the point of an electronic viewfinder, like the big advantage of it, is that it's sort of WYSIWYG, right? So you're kind of seeing the exposure that you get. Um, none of the EVFs that I've ever seen actually show me in the highlights and the shadows what's actually going to be in the picture it gets clipped at the top and it gets you know clipped at the bottom so what you end up seeing is like 70 percent of the dynamic range that you're going to get but if i'm looking in the viewfinder and my highlights are all blown out but when i take the picture they're not blown out then how do i judge the exposure in the viewfinder i have to just know that the really blown out stuff isn't going to be blown out in the camera like why is so the advantage of it gets negated to me
2: Mm -hmm. like if Mm -hmm. you can
0: actually show me what the picture is going to be then great. Let's talk. I mean, I don't still don't know that I'd preferred over optical. I like looking at what I'm looking at. Um, but, but it just seems to me that it's, it feels, it feels, it feels like they're trying to solve a problem. That's not really a problem in the sense that we need to make these cameras lighter and smaller. It's like, there's a lot of really light, small cameras that have optical viewfinders. So, you know, if, if, if you're not showing me the actual picture, then what problem are you solving?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You know? Um, I don't know. And again, some people love them, you know, Trey Radcliffe loves his, you know, I, I just, I picked it up and I was like, oh man, like not that I'm going to go switch my system or whatever it is, but like the idea of having a small little camera with some really nice fast primes that could do a 36 megapixel image with no AA filter. That's interesting to me. Right. But I held it up to my eye and I was like, eh, I don't want to look through this while I'm taking pictures of people. You know, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Um, it You know what it is? It felt really Sony that makes sense? No. Um, Sony Electronics always had a certain kind of aesthetic to me. Okay. Like a slightly angular, very Japanese-y kind of feeling. Kind of similar to how Mamiya stuff used to feel to me, like my RX 6.7. Okay, you know? okay. It's like if 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 uh, the Mamiya RX uh, 6.7 – is it R- RX 6.7? It's been so long. R Z six thing. seven. Thank you. Or RZ the for, yeah. uh, R Z for UK and the Australian RZ S- Six seven it was one thing, and the Hasselblad and the other one, one was very much Japanese and one was very much European, you know, Swedish or German. Okay. Okay. And they just had a very different aesthetic to the way they were built and how they felt. And Sony electronics have always kind of felt like that to me. I don't know, they just have a very specific way about them. Uh that just I don't know, just it's just not my thing. And the much the same way that I prefer Canon over Nikon. It's just, you know, I can shoot with a Nikon, of course, but I just it just feels weird in my hand, you know? Um, anyway, it's, it's interesting. So I wonder, I wonder if this Fuji is actually going to be something new or if it's just going to be, you know, I don't know on an aesthetic
1: thing. I, I'm surprised they went with like this sort of pebbled finish because all of their cameras are smooth. Yeah. The, the metal bits on them are very smooth. And I like that about it. And I look at this and it just looks unfinished. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine, but it, I like the, the very sort of precise, feeling of my ex-pro of how, how how the the metal is sort of rendered yeah i understand if that makes
0: sense i agree yeah i wonder i i mean it's not really all all it really is changing is the form factor it's all the same tech yes right so what do we well, really as far as we about? know yeah. yeah 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 i don't know i just i wonder what we're really talking about you know um all right what's uh what's next photographer of the week i guess right photographer of the week. are we there yeah i think we are we're at we're at like an hour and we're past an hour and a half.
1: Right on. Um, now, you, you where did you find this guy or had you known him before? It's
0: interesting. I found this guy because uh, last week I went to an art show as a slightly roundabout answer. I went to an art opening of a friend of mine and a mutual friend of ours was there and asked me to be on his podcast about he's doing a podcast about sort of workflow and that kind of stuff
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, in general artistic workflow and he asked me if i wanted to be on it and i said sure and he said you know there's that guy who wrote the damn book you know what i'm talking about
1: uh the damn book
0: yeah it's the digital asset management book it's like the classic uh his name is peter crow
1: huh okay you don't know this thing i don't
0: know this book oh this is classic it's called the damn book uh and you can download it on you can do amazon or he's he's got a download it is sort of it's it's huge. It's like um, let's see how many pages is it is four hundred and ninety-six pages. Wow. He's, the, a he's the guy who I think first came up with the three two one backup stuff. Oh, okay. He's he's one of those guys. I'll put I'll put a link in the show notes. I thought it was Chase Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Kidding. So, so I, I he said, you know, that guy was on Triangulation the other day. You know that Twitch show that Leo right. does with like one on one with guys interview? Right. And they were talking about a vacation that they went on, like a, a photo tour kind of thing that they went on with this other photographer. And one of the photographers they went with was this guy, Bruce Dale,
2: hmm. Hmm.
0: who I went and looked at his stuff. And he's, he's one of these old school uh, guys from uh national geographic, like been around since the sands of time. You know what I mean? One of right. those guys and beautiful work, really beautiful work. And we're going to put some links in the show notes, um, his website itself is pretty awful, but if yeah. you, but there's a Vimeo link to sort of a, a little interview kind of movie he made of some of his images and some of the stories behind them, it's fairly short. And, and, uh, in, you, if you just look up Bruce Dale, National Geographic and in, in Google images, you'll get a whole bunch of stuff. That's amazing. Um, but it's just it, he kind of reminds me of the, the the exactly the guy that Sean Penn was playing in Walter Mitty.
1: Ah, okay, yeah the the, the, the Sean O'Connell character. <laughs> yeah, the
0: guy who's like going around the whole world and 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 doing crazy stuff. And he did a lot of the stuff that we talk about with even Heisler, where you know, or or these guys who were basically trying to make crazy setups to accomplish a very specific thing. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, he would go shoot the Russian guy with the bear on the street, you know, the, t- the tamed bear. Right. Yes. He shot these pictures in Saint Chapelle in, in Paris. Yes. He's been to Arches national park. Yes. He's been to Appalachia and shot the people like all those standard sort of national Geographicy things. Um, but he also like, he took pictures of a globe that was getting shot by a, like exploding globe for one of the hologram images on the cover of national mm. geographic back in the day. Um he did this picture where he put cameras on the tail of a big airplane, like a big jet liner that, cause he wanted pictures in the air from the tail, so he set up these automatic camera you know these cameras that were controlled electronically uh up on the tail now remember this is like you know back in the day of uh a film right so Right. This is not like, oh, he's just going to stick a GoPro up there. It's like, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, you got a 60 foot cable release going through the emergency door. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, So this is I I just think that his stuff is really amazing. Specifically, there's a few pictures that he had on his portfolio site, uh, which, again, is not really well designed. But I put a link in the show notes. Uh, There's a picture from Kenya. Uh, where this elephant walking across? That's got this crazy like blue tint, this very like blue green sort of weird, uh, very Kodak-y kind of look. And this is right. from '69, so it probably is all Kodachrome, you know. He's got this picture of the of of the uh, Venus de Milo at the Louvre, with people all walking around it, like super long exposure of all the people visiting, uh, in this sort of sea of almost looking like it almost looks like liquid underneath of all the people underneath, you know. And these are beautiful, beautiful images and the kind of stuff that, that people were doing back in the day without all the technology that we were just, you know, talking about is right. necessary. They were doing it the old school way.
1: Okay. You know? J- just as an aside, yep. to, to kind of piggyback on our, our sort of gear discussion thing earlier, yep. look at his Bruce Dale's American Southwest, that, that gallery of images, that video, yep. shot with a Panasonic Lumix LX3. I have this camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have this camera. It's a 10 megapixel. It's a good camera. It's a, it, yeah, you shoot it at 80 ISO and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. No, that, that camera was a classic. Uh,
1: you know, it's $300 for yep. this camera. You can still buy it. And it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what he's getting out of this little camera.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, he's, and this is a guy who shot eight by 10. He shot, he's carried all the crap everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's just making great images. All, everything else is secondary you know yeah. what he's using to make them as secondary uh it's it's about the people and the stories and i know he's a very specific guy doing a very specific type of work in the sense that you know he's all about the experience of making the image you mm-hmm. know, and he takes really amazing images um i don't know i just i thought that yeah, he, it beautiful was beautiful work something different you know from what we normally talk about but uh, there's videos and and that kind of stuff apparently he's a very nice guy uh Interestingly enough, though, you said RX three, it's simple, whatever it is. They were telling a story on that triangulation episode where he was out there with a really right stuff panorama head, you know, Hmm. that spins around the nodal point. You know, like all the, all the stuff that you, you have to do, but you know what, if you do a handheld panorama nowadays, Photoshop does a really good job of putting it together.
2: Yeah. So do you need
0: the crazy thing? You know, like, um, yeah. Do you see this picture of the bullet hitting the back of the watch? He was talking. There was some story about the end of time or some kind of thing like that. Oh wow! He bought a bunch of watches and he shot bullets through them, uh, and then took a picture of like all the all the watches sitting there with bullets through them. But he got one shot of the bullet just as it's striking the back of one of the watches, and there's a sort of flare. Look at that! Yeah, and apparently it's the compressed air being compressed in front of the bullet superheats and fluoresces.
1: That's pretty, amazing. Pretty cool, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Put put this put this link here. Put this direct that, link. that
0: image. I'll put I'll put the image in there. Uh, yeah, yep. That's the what I was about to put in. Um. So this guy, he's not just out there. He's not just McCurry taking pictures of you know people in India. He's also doing setups that involve bullets and timers and lasers and you know what I mean. So this guy's all over the place. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yep, and still around doing his thing. Retired, but uh you know, still in the whole He seems like a very luminous landscapey kind of guy.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean just based on his his photos, he seems really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh anything else? Mm, no, I think I'm good. What uh where do people get a hold of us?
1: Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. You can also go to uh, five by five dot TV slash OTP. And there is a, uh, there's a contact form there that we will both, we will both get. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm saying the right thing here. Yes. Okay. Uh, slash 91 on that. will get you to, I'm sorry. Slash 92. That's right. We'll get you to this week's show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. Mm-hmm. I tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris. You can find Bill's work uh on his on his new Squarespace site
0: yep.
1: at uh, BillWadman.com, dot com. Now with rollovers.
0: Now <laughs> <laughs> with rollovers
1: titles on the images. Uh for uh, some great photography inspiration you can visit FadedAndBlurred.com. and dot com. Yep. And uh I don't know what else. I think go uh, go 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 participate. Go sign up for the group. Uh, leave a review. Uh, tag your photos, and let's see some more great work this week. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Uh, we may we may have have something in the works to to showcase some of this work coming up uh, that we'll talk about maybe next time, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, working on it. Working on it.
0: In uh, the works. This is a good show.
1: Yeah, it was a really good show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. Have a good week, everyone.
2: so long To any fool it's plain to see something's wrong As this way